Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Well, good evening and welcome to Practical Prepping Podcast. Now, tonight's issue is not going to be a sexy episode. It's not about bug out bags. It's not about killing zombies. It's not about all kinds of things that people get all excited about. But this episode is loaded with some good, useful ideas. You know, to others, preppers appear to be pack rats or hoarders. But we see secondary uses. We see prepper uses for normal things. For example, using an Altoid box to make a pocket kit, an emergency kit, or a first aid kit, using toilet paper rolls, the cardboard roll inside to make fire starters, using cable ties or zip ties to attach all kinds of things to your bag, or to make curtain hangers to make a tarp shower curtain when you can string it on paracord. Now, back in the old days, we could get 35-millimeter camera film tubes, and Fuji made one that was clear, and those were awesome to use in a tackle box. You could put hooks, sinkers, swivels in those things. You didn't have to dig around. You could see through those. You reached down, picked up the one that you wanted, and were able to get one out of that tube. They were great in a toolbox. You put small items in them, screws, nuts, bolts, washers, all kinds of things like that. Another thing that we tend to save up is empty coffee cans. Now, one thing I found that you can do with an empty coffee can, the plastic snap top, is you can store a roll of toilet paper in there to keep it dry while camping or canoeing. Now, in the shop, I use empty coffee cans to store nails. I use them in the garage to store nuts and bolts. But you can also take an empty coffee can and make an emergency kit out of it. And empty number 10 cans can be made into a hobo stove or a rocket stove. So where people think we may be hoarding, we're actually seeing secondary uses for normal things. And what we want to talk about tonight is uses or secondary uses for medicine bottles. Some of you may not be on any medication yet. I'm on three, one for blood pressure, one for blood sugar, and one for cholesterol. So I actually get three different sizes of medicine bottles each month. If you're not on medication, you surely have a friend or a family member who's on some type of medication, and you can ask them to save you some of those empty medicine bottles, and they can peel the labels off of them. You don't want to be running around with other people's medicine bottles with the prescription and such on there, but those are not that hard to peel off if you at least get the part peeled off that has the personal information on it. It's good. Now, there's a lot of uses for medicine bottles. Now, the intended use is to store medicine, and that's why most of them are the color that they are, and that's to protect the medication from UV. If you're carrying your prescription medication, it either needs to be in a bottle label for that, or you need to have a copy of that prescription with you just to keep you out of legal trouble, because in some states it's illegal to carry unlabeled medication 
or medication in a different type of bottle. It's also a good idea to label OTC meds if you carry them in a medicine bottle. I don't care whether it's ibuprofen, acetaminophen, naproxen sodium, whatever it is. It can be anti-allergy pills or it can be antacid. Now, those are easily identified, but anyway, you get the idea with that. Their intended use was to store medication, but we're going to talk about a lot of things tonight that they can be used for. Our sponsors for this episode are Jim Curtis Knives, maker of custom knives, and Practical Prepping for Everyday People. I measured the three bottles that we have, and we have a collection of them. We have a box here that we've just thrown them in when they got empty and pull them out as we need them. And I've used several in the past week or two to build different things with. And I'll tell you a little more about that as we go along. But to get an idea of the size, one of these, and they're all three, well, two of them are the same diameter, one and three quarter inches. One of those is five and a half inches tall. So I'm going to refer to it as the tall bottle, obvious. Then there's a short, fat bottle. It's two and three-quarter inches by one and three-quarter inches. And then you've got the standard size, and that's two and three-quarter inches tall by one and a quarter inches in diameter. And that is referred to, or for here, is the standard bottle. Now, the tall bottle, my blood sugar medication comes in that, metformin, if you're familiar with it. It's a rather large pill, and I get 60 of those per month, so it comes in a pretty fair-sized bottle. Now, the short fat one is for capsules, and then the standard one, you can have anything from regular-sized tablets to teeny-tiny little ones that just barely cover the bottom if you have a month's worth, that they're so small. But now here's some of the things that I do with them and some of the ones that I have used recently. One is to carry spare batteries. Now, I took the short fat one and I put, I think I put four AA and four AAA in there. And I carry those in my backpack. And I took a standard and I think I have six AA batteries in it. So a medicine bottle is a good way to carry spare batteries. You can also build a fire kit, and I did that that with one of the short fat ones this week. I put a box of matches. Now, I can pare that down some. I could even cut the striker off. I really wish we could get those old-time strike-anywhere matches, but they're really hard to find now. Now, you can cut the striker off of the bottle and put the matches in there separately and put that striker down in there. And that would work, but I put a box of matches in there, and I put several packs of tinder. In particular, I use the wet fire, and I put those in the five by uh, the five and a half by one and three quarter. That's the tall one that I was referring to. I also built a couple of these using uh, the commercial tinder, and I put a Bic lighter in there, a small Bic lighter. You can do it. Now we like the Scripto and the Bic. We have found that they work better than the five for $2 that you can get at the discount store. Those don't seem to hold up quite as well as the name brands do. Now, one thing that I also have been doing for several years in that tall medicine bottle is I cut a series of fatwood sticks just shorter than that bottle. 
And so I was able to just fill it up with fatwood sticks. It keeps them dry. It keeps them from coming in contact with anything else inside our bag. And you can actually use any size bottle for that. And one thing that I want to do is to take a magnesium bar off of one of these inexpensive fire strikers that you could get at the big box store. And I want to take that and I want to get out in my shop and take a large file and I want to just shave that thing down. And I would like to have a half a bottle full of magnesium, almost powder or shavings so that if I needed to start a fire with it, if I needed to use a fire striker or ferro rod, I could just pour out about a half a teaspoon of those pre-shaved shavings from the magnesium, and that would work very well. You can also put cotton balls with petroleum jelly in there. One of the things that, that I've always had an issue with that, even I would put them in a Ziploc bag, and they just, they're mushy. And so I have found that I can do the exact same thing, permeate the cotton ball with petroleum jelly and use more than you think you'll need. And then you can just keep cramming those down into a one of the larger, I like the short fat bottle for that. And you can pull them out one or two at a time as you need them. You can also do the same thing with dryer lint with petroleum jelly. The concept is exactly the same. But that keeps that petroleum jelly from getting on anything else in your bag. Now, you can build a fishing kit with it. Now we used to use them in our tackle box, especially the clear ones. They make great storage for inside of a tackle box. You can put hooks, leads, weights, swivels, whatever in there. But you can also use them to put individual lures in there. Or you could use them to, you could actually put some line in there. If you're making a fishing kit to go in your survival kit, you could take a pencil or a piece of dowel or even a piece of fat wood and wrap some line around that, put a piece of tape across it so that your line doesn't get tangled up in there. Put a few hooks, a sinker, bobber, whatever you wanted in there, and carry that in your get home bag. So it's a good way to build a very small fishing kit. Mark is a bit of a knife nut. He loves a good knife, and that's the very reason that I purchased for him a handcrafted Jim Curtis knife. Because a custom knife seems to have its own personality. It's unlike any of those generic knives you get at a big box store. Mark has a Jim Curtis knife that just screams, look at me, handle me, use me. It is made of Alabama Damascus steel, which holds a razor sharp edge, and it is adorned with a beautiful red, white, and blue micarta handle. I had it built for him special for a Christmas gift last year, and he proudly carries it as an off-duty EDC knife. You can have your Jim Curtis knife built to your design specifications, or you can select one that he's already designed and built, ready to be purchased. Whichever you choose, it will come with a lifetime guarantee, lifetime sharpening, and two band-aids. Yes, it's just that sharp. Check out Jim Curtis Knives on Facebook at facebook.com slash Knives, or drop him an email at j. Curtis7mm at yahoo.com. Both of these links are in our show notes, and we'll also put them on the Practical Prepping website. 
Hey, listen, I just want to tell you about a couple of books that you need to add to your collection and give as gifts. I highly encourage that you go to Amazon and look up this title, Making Contact During Emergencies. This is information that may save your life or the life of someone you care about. If injured, lost, or found in a disaster or another type of emergency. This book was written by Mark and Krista Lolly. I'm Krista and Mark is my husband. Book number two that we wrote that we're especially proud of and has gotten a lot of buzz is entitled Practical Prepping for Everyday People. This is a common sense guide on preparing for life's emergencies. And when we say practical prepping, we mean the type of emergencies you're going to find yourself in day in and day out. Car emergencies, dead batteries, flat tires, storm damage, the roof has gotten blown off. You find that you have no power, no electricity, no devices are working. These kinds of things are happening to somebody somewhere every single day. And we were astonished when we did a little research to find that a vast majority of people found themselves woefully unprepared for one or more of these types of emergencies. And particularly after this COVID year that we've experienced, I think a whole lot more of us are paying closer attention to things like grocery store supply chains, the ability to be able to buy gas, the ability to be able to move freely about, or what's going to happen if we do have to stay home for three weeks solid. Practical Prepping for Everyday People by Mark and Krista Lolly, also making contact during emergencies. Go to Amazon, look these up, add these to your collection. We sure appreciate it. Now, one thing that I used to do with them was carry cash or carry coins. I particularly used them in the truck. And this was back in the days when you had parking meters that were a nickel, a dime and a quarter. And so I would carry a collection of those inside of one of these, just drop it down into either the console of my pickup or into the ashtray of the pickup. And you could keep it in your bag, and it would keep your paper money dry. Don't we all want to be carrying a little bit of cash in our get-home bag? And so that's a good place to put it to keep it dry. Even if you are backpacking or camping or canoeing or something like that, and there's a chance of getting your backpack wet, it's a good way to keep your currency dry. Now, here's a lot of other uses that we can use those for, and that's carrying Q-tips. You know, I've tried to carry Q-tips over the years, and they get dirty, they get bent, and you can put them in one of the medicine bottles and keep them clean and take them out as you need them. You can also use them to store salt, pepper, sugar, spices of all kinds, and you can put those in your car or in your bags. Some things that we have, it'd be very good to have a little bit of salt to make it taste a little bit better. And then after that meal, you may need a toothpick. And a medicine bottle is a good way to carry toothpicks, keep them clean, keep them unbroken, and have them available when you need them. Now, you can also build a mini first aid kit. Think about it just a moment. How much room does that little medicine bottle take? And you can make an EDC mini first aid kit by carrying a couple of Band-Aids, an alcohol prep, and maybe a little bit of antibiotic cream and have that available when you need it. How about building a sewing kit? You can put a small spool in it or you can have thread wrapped around a small piece of cardboard and then you can stick your needles into that and you've got a sewing kit inside a small medicine bottle. I mentioned a while ago carrying the extra batteries. It works very, very well. But you can also carry breath mints in them. They're 
times that we get places and we just really need a breath mint, and it's a good place to carry those. Now, here's one that my daughter said, ooh, that's a good idea. You can store these earbuds that have wires on them. Anytime I try to put one in a bag in my backpack, it winds up getting tangled up. Now, you can just curl that thing down in there, put the earphones on top of it, put the medicine bottle cap back on it, and it'll have your headphones ready to go next time. Now, we discussed using film tubes in the tackle box, and they're hard to find today because it seems everybody's gone digital when it comes to photography. But a medicine bottle's perfect for using in that tackle box. Now, here's one you might not have thought about, and we used to do this with one of those film tubes, but you can carry some petroleum jelly or grease inside of one of those. We used to carry one in the tackle box to grease reels, and we were fishing in salt water, and we were using actually small reels. And from time to time, that sand and salt would build up in there, and we'd need to take the back of the reel off. And we'd just take that bottle out and take a little bit of that petroleum jelly and put on the gears inside, and we were ready to go. So you could carry petroleum jelly, or you could carry grease in there just in case you needed a small amount. These also come in handy in the shop or in the garage or even in the toolbox. You can put small nails, small screws, nuts, bolts. You can put wire nuts in them. You can put brads and rivets, just all kinds of things that you can do in there. So, store up those empty medicine bottles. Repurpose them. They're a handy thing to have. And as I said earlier, if you're not on medication, count yourself blessed, but ask a family member or a friend to save you some of those because they really are worth having. I'd like to ask you to drop us an email or drop us a note on Facebook and tell us some of the secondary uses for normal items that you have. We'll make a list, we'll put it on the website, and we will do a podcast on that as well. And we certainly want to thank our sponsors today, Jim Curtis Knives. You can see his knives at facebook.com slash Jim Curtis Knives. And Practical Prepping for Everyday People, available on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Now, our quote of the day comes from Thomas Jefferson. And it says, to compel a man to furnish funds for the propagation of ideas he disbelieves and abhors is sinful and tyrannical. And when I read that quote, I thought about how much of my tax money today is going to support things that I totally disagree with. So it's a great quote today, and it'll make you think. And we certainly appreciate you being here with us, and we'll see you next time. We would appreciate it if you would consider supporting our podcast by buying us a cup of coffee. You can do that by going to www.buymeacoffee.com slash practical prep. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. If you haven't done this already, go ahead and click the subscribe button so you'll never miss one of our episodes and share it with your friends and family. You can reach us on Facebook at Practical Prepping. You can email us at info at practicalprepping.info. And our website is practicalprepping.info. And as always, remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.